0: This morning's scripture lesson comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: You may be seated. Within all of our lives, as we might reflect on our actions, as we might reflect on why it is that our actions look like they do, we might be able to see and to acknowledge that there is always a a reason, right? There's always uh, some thought of what is pushing us towards certain actions uh, in our lives, uh, pushing us to do um, certain things in our lives. And sometimes those reasons, those passions, those desires, those wants, are beautiful rewarding and sometimes they are selfish sometimes they are uh, in a way where we're looking out for ourselves rather than maybe for others but see we look today in the gospel of Luke and and Jesus shares This story, this story of what it looks like to love thy neighbor. What it looks like to actually exemplify and to know how important it is to exemplify God's love. Right? Where Jesus, first off, before he even goes into this story talks about how it is important that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And then right after saying that, right after making sure that that we know the importance of loving God with our full self, Jesus says, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Now, that can be hard at times. At times, we, we just, we're not worried about our neighbor as much, but maybe about what is going to benefit ourselves. And over the last couple of weeks, uh, we have been talking about what, um, what stewardship in the church looks like, uh, how we are to give back towards the ministries that God is calling us to be a part of, the ministries of this local congregation, the ministries of the universal church so that others may know of who God is. Now, when we think about uh, different reasons that people may give, right, give financially to churches, a a lot of times, um, and not all the times, but, you know, we have these moments where we are giving and we kind of expect something for ourselves, Right, because think about it in a way of when you go to Taco Bell. Okay, you go to Taco Bell, and you give your money when they tell you how much it is based off of what you want. You're giving the money, and you're expecting what you ordered back. Right? You know, like I, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get a, a chicken quesadilla combo, and I want my taco soft. Meat and cheese only and a Dr. Pepper to drink. That's my Taco Bell order. So when I give them my, you know, $10 or so, I'm expecting what I ordered, right? I'm expecting what I want. And so when we give to the church, though, we're not necessarily ordering, right, like we do at a restaurant. Um, We're not exactly... Uh, saying that you know I want a chicken quesadilla combo but as we give our money we do have certain expectations around our giving but are they the right expectations are they the right reasons I'm sure we all have heard of stories in experiences where as people give money to some type of organization, whether it be here in this church or in other areas of their life, they expect to be able to have influence, right? I mean, people who give more at different organizations, they expect to be able to kind of decide different things within the organization. Sometimes as we give, we, we expect, you know, to be treated certain ways, right? To have kind of privilege because of what we're able to give compared to others maybe. And sometimes, and we all know this, within our hearts, uh, we equate money with power at times. Our society thinks that the more money we have, the more powerful we are at times. And so as we give, we, we kind of maybe subconsciously, right, think we have a little more power within the organization. And so our reasons... Are our reasons the right reasons? Okay, so now that brings us back to the Good Samaritan. You're probably like, where are we going to connect all this? As we look at this story and as we see this man, this Samaritan, who is the only one that stops and helps this other Individual who had been beaten up, who had fell, and been robbed, we see that this Samaritan did not help out of wanting, but rather this Samaritan, which when we think about uh, the context of when this was written, um, Samaritans were not looked upon very highly, right? They were kind of second-class citizens in a lot of ways. Um, They were uh, not people who um, meshed well with uh, the Israelite communities and and the different uh, communities. They were kind of, uh, like I said, outsiders. Um, But yet they helped and showed what it meant To love thy neighbor. It was not out of uh, selfish desires, but out of truly loving thy neighbor who was in need and, and who they knew that they could help. And so as we continue to sit and reflect in our lives about what it is that we can give back to the church what we are able to give back financially, what we are able to give back uh, just in our time, in our prayers. We are to do all of that not for influence, not for privilege, not for power, but to, to give back so that we may continue to go out and to love thy neighbor, whomever they are wherever they are at whatever point it is that we as a community of faith come into contact because God God wants us so much so to love him with our full being that's why Jesus shared that at the very beginning Of this scripture but God then too wants us calls us through the words that Jesus share to love thy neighbor and so as we continue to be good stewards of, of how God blesses us in our individual lives let us Let this saying, love thy neighbor as yourself, be the reason, the passion, the driving force to everything that we give so that we may share God's grace, God's love, and God's hope to a world that is searching so deeply for something. And that something is our ever-present, our almighty and gracious, loving God. Mm -hmm. And so I pray that as we continue to find ways to give back in our lives, that we do it out of loving thy neighbor, that we do it out of building God's kingdom, that we do it out of wanting to share love and grace to all that we encounter. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the ways in which you are present. We give you thanks for the ways in which you love us. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to help us so that we may find opportunities in which we are able to give that we are able to give back to your church, but that as we give back to your church, that we do it in a way that exemplifies exactly what the Samaritan did in this scripture, doing exactly as Jesus has shared in this scripture, that we are giving in a way that shows that we love our neighbors and that we want our neighbors and our community to know of your love, of your grace, that continues to transform so many lives. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen.